PNP. Because I, I like that. The girl who goes, You never fully dress without a smile. She's like eight and she's sexy. I like it. Like, I don't find her sexy, but she's trying to act mature for her age. There she is, Pepper. It's like to wear from ear to ear to ear and not from head to toe. Okay, that's the one who tries to pretend sexy. And there I am, drinking bleach. <laughs> Love Miss Anne again. So long for a while, They're gonna step on her feet. She can't be beat. Okay, hold on. I want to play. Because, you know, I like to start my my new grums with music that I want to expose you to. And I don't mean expose as in, hey, lady, can you help me find something on this map? And then I expose myself to you. That's not, not like the episode of The Office where that happens to Phyllis, of all people. Phyllis, you say? Uh, I'm talking about... Um, so there's this song on Lana Del Rey's latest album called Norman Fucking Rockwell. That's the name of the album. And then there's a song called How to Disappear. Have I already played? Or no, no. I think I've already played that. So never mind. For her. So this is a song about a woman who gets raped by the man she works for. <laughs> it's an upbeat Fiona Apple song. Just kidding. But I like it. I like it a lot. There's a whole twist on good morning remember that song good morning good morning it's great to stay up late so she takes that and she twists it into something uh that that's like a, a critique of this woman being raped it's quite good so let's just listen to it i love it she starts clapping starts clapping because you know she's so odd i love her Look at how feathered his cocks are, see how seamless his frocks are. Look at his paper being low without rocks are. Look at how long she walks and how far was she lost or maybe she was not for traveling in the stock car anymore. Maybe she spent her formative years dealing with his contentious fears and endless tears and her endless tears. Or maybe she just got tired of watching him sniff white off a scarlet's breast, treating his wife like less than a guest, getting his girl to clean up his mess, never showing weakness unless it's award season. It's the season of the war, and she's trying to cut the cord. She's tired of planting her knees on the cold, hard floor. 
Okay, I just very briefly want to point out how brilliant Fiona Apple's wordplay is and how creative it is. So she's talking, this is like happening in LA where Fiona Apple lives. And so she does this spin on award season and then she flips it to mean like a ward, like the ward of the state or, you know, the, like in... um. Oh, what's the, uh, 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 um, not Edward Scissorhands, but the same actor, Sweeney Todd, how Sweeney Todd's daughter ends up being that guy's ward. So it's awards season. This is brilliant. Sorry to interrupt. I'm like that person who invites you over to see, I don't know, like the last episode of Lost. And then every five seconds I'm pausing it. Oh, no. Okay. We have to talk about this. Okay. And then this is really good. It's just like, just shut the F up, Reagan, and let us listen to the song. And your strike may have been exact, but you know that you never really go to the mat. You tie everything up ready in the second act. When you know that it didn't go exactly like that, you arrive and drive it like a soft stuff back. Like you know you should know, but you don't know where it's at. Like you know you should know, but you don't know where it's at. Like you know you should know, but you don't know where it's at. You arrive and drive it like a soft stuff back. Like you know you should know, but you don't know where it's at. You arrive and drive it like a soft stuff back. Like you know you should know, but you don't know where it's at. You know, you should know, but you don't know what you did. Like, you know, you should know what happened when I came to bed. Like, you know, you should know, but you don't know. Like, you know, you should know, but you don't know. Like, you know, you should know, but you don't know what you did. Here we have that irony. Well, good morning. Good morning. You raped me in the same bed. Your daughter was born in a good morning. Brilliant. Good morning. So good. Raped me in the same bed your daughter was born in. is not typically beautiful and that's what makes it beautiful that's what makes it beautiful okay it's 703 so I have that we're done with the pre-grum part of the show and now we're now I'm grumming I'm about to grum I'm gonna I, I had to grum I had to grum and you know what I haven't since I've changed this format I haven't done like a show opening in a while but here we go Reagan Fox Reagan Fox Fox in the city Fox in the city F me in the A and give me a I mean, that's my theme song, right? And for those of you who are new to the show, there's also a variation of it. There is a dance remix. There's the old Jewish man dance remix. Okay. Oi, Reagan Fox. Reagan Fox. Fox in the city. Fox in the city. Stop me in the tuchus. Stop me in the tuchus. And give me an oi bay. You can just hear the mucus in his throat. And he's tired of his hair being so frizzy. 
It's so frizzy now that we're 171 days in the pandemic. In the lockdown, 171 days. And you know what that means. You're gonna I love that. I'm going to play that at the beginning of every episode every week until this pandemic ends. If if I'm here to see it, I'm taking a big risk tomorrow because I'm getting my hair colored. I'm going to get it lightened to my natural my natural color, which is a um, a highlight, a frosting. L'Oreal Frost number six is my natural color. And I'm going to get some carotene in my hair is as well um but i'm going to talk about that in just a moment i don't want to blow my load on that because i have a whole thing connected to nancy pelosi and, and we're going to get there just stick a pin in it okay just stick a pin in it oh uh, why don't i you know what i don't think i have that comeback clip where she goes can we just stick a pin in it can we just stick a pin in it you know make no mistakes at the end of the day you know no more mistakes <laughs> no more mistakes at the end and of i need to know that i'm being heard am i being heard Am I being heard? <laughs> I love that. It's just like the quintessential person on a power trip. Quintessential person. Uh, so one of the things I want to talk about today is I get very frustrated because my entire house is, it's like smart home enabled. So all of my lighting, you know, whenever I say, I'm not going to be like Madge or Debbie or one of those awful other queer podcasters and, and say it. So instead of, the name that you would normally say to get her to do something, I'm going to call her Sabrina. So if I say like, instead of, hey, I'm going to say, yo, Sabrina, um, perfect night. And then Sabrina, the teenage bitch, is supposed to bring all of my lights down. Or if I say, Sabrina, good night, then all of the lights are supposed to turn off. You know, I have all these settings, but I would say, let's see. 75% of the time, at least, that may be generous, maybe closer to 80% of the time, Sabrina has no clue what I'm saying. She goes, um, she used to say this, hold on, let me, let me find it. She used to say this. I'm really sorry about this. Okay, but that's not what she says anymore. She goes, it's very condescending. It's worse than that. It's worse than... I'm really sorry about this. Okay, and I used to think that I could not hate hearing anything you know like when you hear an alarm the alarm that wakes you up no matter how pleasant that alarm sound might be because they used to be obnoxious and now they make them a little less obnoxious but it's just you associate it with such negativity that it just you, ugh, your entire skin crawls right that's how i feel about series so she goes now her condescending if if she can't do what you want her to do she goes hmm Hmm. I'm having tr some of your devices aren't responding. Hmm. I don't like that. I don't like that. Can somebody take that audio for me and send it to me, please, so I can start using it in the show as a way of um, reappropriating something that I hate and turning it into something that I like, like spinning it into gold for this show. 
Hmm. Yeah, imagine if you're saying, having a conversation with somebody and you were like, hey, can you do this for me? And they get, hmm, I don't think so. Like my friend Phil, who honestly is like very thin ice with me, like our friendship may be over because at the beginning of the pandemic, I shouldn't have said his name, but you know what? It's the friendship is on such tenuous ground right now. I don't care if I put it out there. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, my car battery died, <laughs> like in the first couple weeks of the pandemic. And I needed somebody just to take me to an auto zone in the neighborhood to pick up a battery because I didn't, I, I don't have AAA and I didn't want to spend a hundred dollars just getting my car jumped. You know what I mean? And so, and I would, I, I'm very golden rule. Like if one of my friends in the neighborhood asked me to do that, I would be like, absolutely. Like, let's go do it. Especially now when things are so like anxiety filled. And he was like, Hmm, that's a hard no from me. Excuse me. And I, I haven't talked to him since it really pissed me off because I was like, he was the first person that I called because I thought, wow, this is somebody who I really love, like a brother, who I know will have my back and isn't going to make this like h hard for me, like the person that I'm calling in a time of need. And so at any rate, he gave me the Siri. He gave me... I'm really sorry about this. That that's a hard no from me, but even worse. Hmm. Okay. So I've got that out of my system. He used to listen to my show, so I hope I don't have to deal with any fallout from mentioning him. But, I mean, whatever. The die is cast. The die is cast. Okay, so I need to talk about something very serious with all of you. Excuse me, I had to take a sip of my water, which sometimes happens on a live program. So, you know how all the kids right now, the cool thing to do is to call somebody you don't like a Karen. And I just want there to be a moratorium on Karens, okay? Because I, I just find it at this point to be a little lazy. It's just not very thoughtful. You need to, we get it, it's played out, like move on, get some new material. So basically at first, a Karen was basically any, I think at first the intention was supposed to characterize a white woman who complains to the manager. But then it, it grew from there to basically any white woman who got on your nerves became a Karen. But now Karen is crossing all sorts of racial boundaries. So now it's basically just any woman who does something that you don't like is a Karen. So I find it very misogynistic. I just don't like it. And now women, I see these videos on Reddit where women are fighting with one another and calling one another Karen. So it's like a Karen off, not Russian, not like a Karen. Who, what family do you belong to? I'm part of the Karenovs. Not like that, but like, why not the Russian? Why not? Why can't it not be the Russian? No, but they, they just sit there and point the finger at one another and, oh, I'm the Karen? No, you're the Karen. And it, so we're, we just reached maximum Karen. We can't go, we can't push the Karen thing anymore. Sometimes the more times you say something, the funnier it gets, like, the Strangers with Candy, for instance. I've been riding the Strangers with Candy train for uh, 20, 
years now and that it gets funnier and funnier and funnier to me but that's just that's not the case with karen and that's all i have to say about that okay now i'm ready to talk about something more sacred uh, something like my hair okay so my friend madge weinstein who has a wooden hand and a wheel for a foot went on twitter and so if you don't know here's what happened actually before i get to the whole madge part so Nancy Pelosi, who is the Speaker of the House of Representatives, and she's from California, she got in trouble this week because she went to go get her hair done at a San Francisco salon, despite the fact that when she was getting her hair done, there was a state order that you were not allowed to go indoors at a salon. All of the hair work that you had to, that anybody needed to get done had to take place outside. And so the owner of the salon has videos and cameras as most businesses do and was like and it happens to be a republican and was like oh okay so you're forcing all these salons and not her personally but democrats are doing this and now we have the leader of the democrats right now breaking her own rules because i guess her hair is essential that's when it's essential business right and so they release the video of of Nancy Pelosi in the salon. And so Madge on Twitter said that she thinks it's a distraction. She knocked her, she knocked on her wooden hand and, and wheeled her foot, wheeled her left foot around and was like, you know what, this is a distraction, I don't care. And I, I said, I disagree with you, Madge. And I very rarely disagree with Madge. Now, I, I often call her a whore and tell her how stupid she is and denigrate her in other ways. But I don't disagree with most things that Madge says. And here's why I disagree with what Madge says and why I think that it's more than just a, a distraction. I have many friends who are estheticians as, um, you know, true for the stereotype of gay men. I know lots of estheticians. I know facialists and skincare experts. And it takes a lot of work to look this good and this Nelly and this sissy at the age of 44. And they're hurting right now. And, and it does send a message that she gets to do whatever she wants to do, but nobody else can. When it comes to her hair, it's essential, right? And I don't, I don't like that. And so because of this, I'm going to award, I'm going to award Nancy Pelosi, my Allison from Intervention person of the week. I don't care if I sacrifice the life of anybody else. I need it now. She needs it now. She needs to get her hair cut and colored now. That Nancy Pelosi is our Allison of the week. One more time. I don't care if I sacrifice the life of anybody else. I need it now. 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 Well, guess what? So do I. So do I. And so luckily, a few days after that, miraculously, salons in California are open again. So you can go inside. So I'm going to get my hair done on Saturday, as I was saying. I, I, um, my stylist's name is Leandro. I love him. And I sent him a message and I was like, I need cock. But I spelled cock, C-A-K. And that's cock for me stands for color and keratin. So my hair is going to be blonder next week when you see me. And it's going to be straighter 
It's going to be more heterosexual. And so, so I just want to say everybody has to follow the rules during the pandemic. Everybody. And, and I was going to the supermarket. I was going to Gelson's today. And I saw somebody on a, a, a bicycle. And, they, and we came to a four-way stop. And the bicyclist didn't stop. And I did. Even though... And I just thought... You're Nancy Pelosi. You have to you have to abide by the laws too. Just because you're on a bicycle doesn't mean that you get to skip out on the laws. And it's frustrating when people think that the rules don't apply to them. It's frustrating. It's the same reason why somebody cuts in line, you're like, out of principle, you're gonna say something. Like, do you think like I'm just a garbage person that you get to cut in line in front of me? And frankly, a lot of this stuff during the pandemic, not a lot of it, but there is a symbolic component to it, like wearing a mask when you're outside to show people like, look, I realize that we're outside and there may not be a lot of risk, but I want you to know that I care about your safety, right? And it's the same reason why people go into supermarkets in, in places other than California, not wearing a mask. Although I've seen people in California do this. The anti-maskers go in there. It's, they want to make a point. It's all about the symbolism. So I don't think that we can so easily discount the symbolism as just a distraction. That's all I wanted to say about that. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little bit worried about getting my hair done tomorrow because it's going to be a heat wave. It's going to be really, really hot tomorrow. It's going to get up to 105 tomorrow and 107 on Sunday, which is too hot for me. I really, really don't like that. We were having, we had such a spurt of nice, would you call it a spurt? It was squirting. We had such a squirt of nice weather and weather in the 70s and you went outside and you're just like you know what i'm a little I'm a little cool when i'm walking through I'm a little cool it's a little ooh, it's a little ooh, i'm nipping a little bit right and uh but suddenly the heat's back the heat's not busting down the door and like ah, i'm back bitches and, and and worse than ever before and i i don't like it so i don't know how i'm gonna deal with that heat it does scare me um, speaking of heat, Melania's got heat. Nomi's got heat. Does she now? So Melania Trump had a friend. <laughs> I'm sure she has many, but she had one friend that she met through charities in New York. And now the friend has is scorned by her. So she wrote a book, a tell-all book about Melania. And in the book, she talks about that. Remember when Melania went to the border to look at, to look at the kids in cages? And she tries to make it seem like it was some humanitarian thing. I'm sure she just took a stick out and was like poking them. Because remember what outraged everybody, that she went to see the kids in cages, which are direct uh, result of her husband's policies that she's never spoken out against. And she wore a jacket from like Zondro or some horrible off the rack thing. And and I have nothing, I mean, obviously I shop off the rack. I'm wearing a white t-shirt right now, but when you're the first late at any rate. Okay, so in, in the back of the jacket, it said, 
I don't care. I really don't care. Do you? That's what it said. I really don't care. Do you? And it just seemed like such a fucked up message to send when you're the first lady who, the first lady is somebody who traditionally is like a care of children and reads for kids. And, you know, that's part of their initiatives. Like Michelle Obama was all about, like, let's get kids to eat well. And then the right went crazy about that. Don't tell me my kid can't drink Coke all day and snort it if they want to it's freedom it's america you know like they really went after her after that and uh so she admits to her friend that oh it's driving the liberals crazy so i love it they deserve to eat it all up they deserve to, they deserve it they deserve to go crazy and then she she thought that she said well when did michelle obama ever go to borders she never went to border. Yeah, because her husband, who admittedly had horrible immigration policies, but not as bad as Trump, Obama wasn't putting kids in cages. You were there visiting kids in cages, Melania. That's why Michelle... Michelle Obama would have never let... It would have never gotten to that point. You're, like, critiquing the woman that you plagiarized from. It's just so sad. All of the Trumps are just a complete nightmare. Nightmares. Just complete nightmares. And it reminds me of... Because, you know, it was on the back of the jacket. Melania is basically Jemay private school girl. Like, I can just imagine her as she's, like, walking away from the press who are taking her picture, you know, madly. Like, can you believe this fucking nutbag is wearing that? And she's probably thinking... See, Lauren, yeah. enjoy checking out my ass as I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, in entertainment news... In entertainment news... Uh, Carol Baskin from the show Tiger King. If you haven't seen Tiger King at this point, then you're a nutball on Netflix. It's so good. She is joining the cast of Dancing with the Stars, which I found really confusing because there were rumors that she was asked, and she was like, well, hello there. Hey, cool cats and kittens. It's me, Carol. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do Dancing with the Stars as if Dancing with the Stars was beneath her, right? This woman who fucking fed her husband allegedly to tigers and she's like no you know i'm too big of a superstar in the tiger world in the cage tiger world to possibly do dancing with the stars well it turns out that she's doing it hey oh i kind of feel like my setup is a little bit like carol baskin and this is something that you can't see you can only see it in your mind's eye if you're not watching the live show where you can actually watch me record Fox in the City right now. If you're just listening to it on playback on the podcast, you can't see it. But I have a very, like, let's see if I put this up here. I have a very Carol Baskin set. Hey, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. So I'm very excited to see her on that show, um, even though I'm not going to watch. So maybe I'm not that excited. I just can't deal with it. I just... It, I, I can't deal with it. But I can imagine, like, her dance partner is just going to go missing because she's not the woman to piss off. She's the reason why... That Tiger King guy, I can't remember his name, Larry Birdfell, or what, what was the Tiger King guy's name? Hold on, I have to look, because it's going to drive me crazy. Tiger King guy. What's his name? What's his name? I have Alzheimer's disease. I can't remember. His... Joe Exotic. Thank you. Thank you, Google. Joe Exotic. Joseph Maldonado, but I think that's his married name. It's so sad that he was, he's was he been married multiple times. I need to get a tiger, evidently, just to get a date. 
Oh my God, what is this mess that we're looking at at the live? Hold on. Oh, is this the husband that killed himself, that shot himself? Maybe I shouldn't look at this picture because it's bad juju. I mean, that guy does have a really nice spot, not Joe Exotic, but his husband. But now he's no longer alive. He's no longer alive. Okay, sorry, where was I? Oh, yeah, so I can just imagine, like, if she gets into a fight, because, you know, that's part of the drama of Dancing with the Stars, that the professional dancers get into arguments with the person that they're coaching, you know, things get tense, and then she's just going to show up to one of the live tapings, and she's not, she's going to be sans partner. Sans is French for without. And they're going to be like, where's your partner? And Carol Baskin's going to be like, well, he wasn't doused in sardine oil and thrown into a tiger cage. I can promise you that. I know that's that did not happen. I think that my dance partner, Frederico, I think that he went to go fly an airplane and it crashed over the ocean or something. They'll probably never find the body. Never. They'll just never, ever find that body. It's a mystery. It's a mystery to me. All I know is I, I don't know what happened to him. I just know that I didn't kill him. That's something that's very exciting with Dancing with the Stars as well, even though I'm still not going to watch, is that they fired Aaron Thompson or whatever that woman's name. Sorry, I have these little things whenever I get a little hangnail or um, Aaron Andrews or whatever. She's no longer going to be the host. So now it's going to be done by Tyra Banks. It's going to be Tyra Banks. So it, I, I won't watch the show, but I will watch clips. I want to see the interactions between Tyra and Tiger Lady Carol Baskin. I can just imagine she's going to be like, Carol, come to the side. Let me tell you something. You have to smile with your eyes. There's a difference between and... Smile with your eyes, smile with your eyes. And then when Carol ends up killing the dance partner, you know Tyra's going to have that full-on meltdown and give us TV moments. Do you know that all of America is rooting for you? Do you know that? And then you come in here and you treat this like a joke? You come in here and look at that and say, I can't read that. You read 10 times better than half of those girls over there. You did. You did. And you come in here you with did. a defeatist attitude. I don't have a bad attitude. Maybe I am angry inside. I've been through stuff, so I'm angry. Yes. But it's not, this is not, be quiet, Be quiet. Be quiet, Carol. Stop it. I have never in my life yelled at a girl like this. When my mother yells at this, it's because she loves me. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting, rooting for, for you. How dare you learn something from this? You go to bed at night, you lay there, you take responsibility for, for yourself. Because nobody's going to take responsibility for you. You roll in your eyes and you act like this because you've heard it all before. You've heard it all before. You don't know where the hell I come from. You have no idea what I've been through. But I'm not a victim. I grow from it and I learn. Take responsibility for yourself. Yeah, you know, when I got into the fight with Rachel during my season of Big Brother, my camera's kind of going out of focus. Uh, and I said, take it as a tip and learn from it. That I was channeling my Tyra Banks there. I was channeling Tyra Banks. when she goes, learn something from this. It's just it's one of the greats, one of the great monologues. I was talking, that, that's going to go up there. It, you know, I was talking in the last show about how we had to learn 
soliloquies from Shakespeare plays in high school, English class. And I think, personally, in 20 years, 30 years, kids in high school are going to be memorizing that monologue to recite for their English final exam at Sci-Fair High School. I do. I do. Um, in other exciting news, I'm a gamer, a G-A-Y-M-E-R, and... I've got the Nintendo Switch, although I haven't... I, I'm kind of over Animal Crossing. I'm over Animal Crossing, but... So the, I, I haven't been really playing it that much uh, lately. But Nintendo released a lot of exciting information. Mario is turning 35, which is great news. I'm so glad that this, this character who's been around, it seems like forever, is actually nine years younger than me. That's very scary. But for his 35th anniversary, Nintendo is releasing all of these Mario games. Just out of a, they have a, they're going to have a Mario Battle Royale where like 40 different people play against one another in a competition to either get the highest score or finish the, 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 the map the fastest. And um, I've been doing a lot of stuttering lately where I go, I don't know what that's about, but. Maybe it's because I feel the pressure of a live show. The pressure of a live show. Uh, they're releasing all of the 3D games. They're releasing Mario 64. They're releasing, Mar uh, for the Switch, they're releasing Mario Galaxy. They're even releasing the red-headed stepchild Mario Sunshine. Even Mario Sunshine. I. It's Mario everything coming out in 2021. I think that there's going to be a Mario sex party that's released by Sean Codio Studios. Sean Codio. <laughs> Sean, it's me, uh, Sean Codio. <laughs> I'm a bottom and Luigi he top of me. <laughs> he punched my docks. <laughs> he punched me right in the box. He won in my tunnel. He's a me, Mario. Just for the record, I do not think that. Italian, all Italian people trying to speak English sound like that. I'm doing that. I'm directly parodying the way they make. I'm doing a parody of Nintendo's version. You have to be careful these days. You have to be careful. You can't. This isn't like however long ago when I started this podcast. Sixteen years ago when I started this podcast, where you could just say anything because it all comes back and people think it's a direct reflection of your character even if you're being ironic and you so you just have to be careful you can't just these days you can't just wear the maxi pad you have to get the maxi pad with wings you have to get the one with wings okay because it it'll bleed over and then your life is over every time i hear Mario. I always think of Ramona Singer from the Real Housewives of New York. Her husband's name is Mar she used to always say Mario. She's a horrible, horrible human being. Mario, my husband Mario, who by the way ended up leaving her, had had an affair, and was like, "I'm done with her." You're crazy. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes, man, nuts. And you came crazy. over this summer when Dennis was there, and you, you know didn't mention Bethany? my topless movie then because.
Okay, the woman talking right now, that's Bethany. It's Bethany and, and Ramona. So the one who's, oh my God, Bethany, you're crazy. That's her. Okay, so we're going to listen to a little bit of this so you can get just get a feel, just get a taste of how awful Ramona Singer is. I can't stand her. She's funny to watch, but. And that's not a friend. I and never that's why. Okay, you were topless. You had sex at a waterbed. You kissed another woman. And you know what? I never mentioned that. But you want to mention it? Now we'll mention it. Mention it all. Mention it all. Because you know what? Bitch, I fing earn my own living. I made you money. You didn't have any money. I told you. Are you kidding? I didn't have money until I fed. What? You know what? What is that? What the hell was that? Bethany, comment? you would date every guy for their fing money. How would you know? Because who? Everyone knows. My way to the top. I can't even my way to the middle. <laughs> Love I'm trying Bethany. to my way to the bottom. Bethany's I'm so below fast. zero. I can't even get up to the bottom. Someone fuck me and get me to ground level. I made myself. I put myself through college. I was on my own. I was on my own since 16. So that's what it's really about. No, it's not really about. Oh, well, that's the, that's the stuff you've been harboring. I'm not that's harboring anything. Oh, I you can tell. You pretend that's that you're stuff. like this successful woman. How many cases did you sell this year of wine? Because okay. I know exactly. How many cases have you sold? Your brand is done. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at the numbers, honey. I had yeah. Pina Grigio before you did. And I sold 10,000 cases my first year. Ramona. And that's pretty awesome. You got into the booze business because of me, and you know you did. I drink wine. I could so tell. So you keep us going. I can tell. You're like. What am I? Am I weird? Am I yeah. acting weird? I want to hurt Bethany. I want her to feel the pain I'm feeling. Because you know what? She's pissing me off and she's hurting me really badly. She's punching me. I'll punch you back harder. Oh my gosh, that Ramona singer. That's who I, at any rate, that was a very, very long divergence just to say that Mario from the video game reminds me of Ramona talking about Mario, her husband. Uh, and other pop culture news, you know, it's all pop culture with me. And, you know, there's a whole free Britney Spears movement right now. It's a bowel movement. And because I guess, remember when she had her meltdown? I mean, who can forget it? When she, she cut off all of her hair and she took the umbrella and she started beating paparazzi with it. That was my favorite. That was, a, and she released the album called Blackout, which is just so on the nose. I love it. And she performed at the MTV Music Awards and Rihanna was just snickering at her and la like laughing at her like oh my god what a fucking mess what a mess well her father is in charge of all her finances and has and has been for such a long time and you you feel really bad they did that Black Mirror episode with Miley Cyrus and. And where basically Miley Cyrus heard the character, uh, I forget the character's name, but she, her aunt was her conservator. Is that how you say it? Conservator? And ran the business and basically enslaved her. And, and so that's, I think, the spirit behind the Free Britney movement that look like, yeah, she's a little out there, but like the father is just has her basically like chained up and working as some princess Leia to his job of the hut in Las Vegas. She's just a cash cow. She's a money machine. And, and the way that they talk about it in the Black Mirror episode is really interesting because the way that the ant frames it is like, do you realize how many people are dependent upon you for their livelihoods? 
which yeah i get that i mean i guess there's some truth to that but that you can't financially enslave somebody the irony of that song i'm a slave for you now right so i i i mean i think it's about she needs to just be free that little songbird needs to break free from her gilded cage aren't her kids aren't her kids like 20 remember her kids crazy names like tater tot and a1 sauce i think were her kids names She's got that hot, stupid husband that she had for 24 hours. He's joined the movement. His name's Jason Alexander. Not to be confused with the guy from Seinfeld or from Pretty Woman, the one who beats uh, uh, Julia Roberts. I, that guy's so hot. Hold on, I have a picture of him up here that I want to show you. Jason Alexander. He's like, he, he, he was like the jock guy at her high school they went to high school together and they got married for 24 hours when she was allegedly high on ecstasy and you here he is like bottom titty sweat in this picture but you can tell this is a this is a recent picture where he was like protesting with all these free britney people and i just i want his seed like i want his babies i i find him so sexually attractive there's just something so I, I hate myself for saying this, but like straight and macho about him where, I mean, he looks good. He looks good. He's just like a good old boy from Louisiana. And yeah, I'll go, I'll go to Vegas. Oh my God. Look at this picture of him with his titties out. Oh my God. Is that Photoshopped? Is that Photoshopped? Oh my God. God, these are his model mayhem pictures. I'm so into this. He has cum gutters, everything. I'm so in love with him. He's so hot. I mean, he looks a little, I mean, he looks like he's high on E in this picture, but you can't, this is just theater of the mind for you if you're just listening to the podcast, but it's incentive to watch the show to watch the show aren't we all kind of feeling like britney spears at the moment like somebody free us from this lockdown like like we we are all collectively britney spears and covid19 is our abusive father right and free us free britney leave britney alone like let us go out and do things okay Tater tot, go get mama's cigarettes and nose candy. Come on, tater tot. Probably has a kid named Benadryl. <laughs> so, speaking of Benadryl, that was a really, really, really good transition. Because now the kids are doing this thing where it's called the Benadryl Challenge. Where they eat as many Benadryl as they can in an attempt to get high and kids have died from it you know like they had the tide pod challenge now the new thing with the kids in lockdown is they eat all this benadryl look it up google it i don't care if i sacrifice the life of anybody else i need it now that's how i feel that's how i feel about benadryl so there are all these like warnings and alerts don't take the benadryl you're gonna get high it's like i'm walking on sunshine that's how <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that, but it just, it does make me laugh every single time. Every Wednesday and Saturday night, I take a Benadryl and I just, I pass out. I pass, and I, I then become Allison. It's like I'm walking on sunshine. Yeah. Sunshine. 
sunshine. Nick, Nick, I'm walking on sunshine. Walk, walking on sunshine. Walking on sunshine. <laughs> this, this sound of her sucking in those chemicals is just so. Hold on, we have to play it again. so awful. I do feel, I'm going to admit that I do feel like a little bit of a trip. Like, I don't want any kids to get hurt, okay? I don't want any kids to get hurt. Never take more than the recommend. I'm too paranoid to take more than the recommend dosage. I mean, maybe not when I was younger. You know, when I would do things like ecstasy, I would just, you know, pop and just take them all night long. Um, I'm so glad that I'm past that point in my life because you don't, you know, a lot of kids think, you think that you're, um, invincible at that age and you're not and it's scary and kids need to they need to watch out those kids they better watch out that's all i'm saying and um but i do feel like a trail trailblazer like i'm like the um, mary lou retton or the natalie comaniche of benadryl like i'm like oh i've been doing benadryl oh like for ages but i don't take it to get high i just take it to go to sleep because that's where I get trippy in my sleep, in my dreams. I get trippy. I just feel like I was ahead of my time. I always stuck the landing. And to stick the landing when you're on Benadryl, all you have to do is pass out in bed and drool on the pillow. And in that regard, I was Nastia Lucan, Gabby Douglas. I was all of them. I'm all of them, but with Benadryl, okay? I know I probably probably shouldn't do those things given my propensity and my past when I was younger my 20s to do drugs but look I rode that brown tiger for 20 years it took me through a carnival of hell I became the plaything of Indonesian businessmen by the end I was barely human but I'm willing to give it another shot but I'm willing to give it another shot Okay, so uh, just some closing materials. I do want to remind everybody that if you are a fan of the show, to please come into my butthole. No, um, come, um, come onto Facebook, and here I'll show you the community for those of you watching live. Um, Facebook. Oh, I was going to take too long because of my. Very, I'm so hungry. I do this right around dinner time. You know what? I think I'm gonna go to Chipotle tonight. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the Chipotle tonight. I don't want you to be jealous of me, but I am gonna do that. So you come into, you go into Facebook as I'm doing right now, e.g., and then you go to Fox in the City, the Foxhole, a fan group for Reagan Fox's Fox in the City. You, um, you have to send a request. And that, and see here, you see Jerry Blank and Mr. G and a little bit of Valerie Cherish. And, and then I will add you to the group and we can talk to one another and you can respond to an episode or you can give me ideas. And, and so come and in, come into the group and meet people who are just like you. Oh, you know, it's something I did want to say before I wrap up, because it's something that I've thought about a lot and I want to connect it to Deborah Wilkerson and to Madge Weinstein, my podcasting sisters from other misters. So um, I think one of the things that 
makes for a successful podcast is you have to be consistent. And the reason why I bring this up is because Debbie said that nearly word for word, or perhaps word for word, just a few days ago. And I, I want to co-sign on this because I, when I first started this podcast so many years ago, I used to do it every single day of the week, except, well, five days a week. I'd do it Monday through Friday, and I did it like that for nearly a year. And then I went down to three days a week, and then I went down to weekly. And, but I had built up this really huge audience. I had thousands of listeners to every single episode. I think I had like 5,000 listeners for an episode. And then after Big Brother, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So I stopped. And when you do, when you stop, then your audience kind of goes, well, I don't know when he's podcasting or when he's not podcasting. And so it's important to me now that I, I start back on this routine. And I think I've been very consistent with it. So I do hope that that helps me grow my audience. But the way that I want to connect this to Madge is, you know, Madge, after podcasting for a zillion years, because she is a hundred million years old, she went through a period too. And I remember where she was like, I just need to put the podcast out. I need a little bit of a break from it. And I remember reaching out to her and being like, Oh, I don't know. Well, did I, I don't know. But I remember thinking at the time, you know, you have to be really careful about taking a break because the audience is not always there for you when you come back. And that is something that I don't take for granted. Um, now, who knows how I'll feel in a month or two months or three months. All I can do is like live in the current week because life happens, right? Your hand gets cut off. You have to get a wooden hand and you have to sulk in a corner, do whatever you had to. Life happens, right? Maybe one of your friends gets sick or, you know, and you need it break away. And I don't want to diminish that because all of that is real stuff. But I, I hope that you do realize that I am here back with this new format, which I really enjoy. I really enjoy doing live shows. It's just different. I feel like it's, it's breathed new life into the show for me. It makes me excited about doing it. And I know the older format was crisper and tighter and like my butthole, but I just wasn't excited, excited producing the episodes. So that's all I want to say. You know, every time I do a show now, I have a little outro. So for my outro this week, I want to do a little Rocky Horror Picture Show with uh, Susan Sarandon. Touch a touch a touch. Tell me. us about it, Janet. Tell us about it, Janet. <laughs> I was feeling down here. I'd only ever kissed before. You mean she? Uh huh. I thought there's no use getting into heavy petting. It only leads to trouble and seat wetting. Now all I want to know. Is how to go. I've tasted blood and I want more. More, more, more. I'll put up no resistance. I want to stay the distance. <laughs> I've got an ish to scratch. <laughs> I need assistance. Touch, 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 touch me.
Creature of the night! 